0: Welcome to the Two Northern Lasses brand new podcast. Enjoy.
1: Hi, Alex. We are here today at your studio, Absolute Media UK Limited. And um, you are our first podcast guest, as well as being producer, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting. Your new name. Tell us a bit about yourself before we get into
0: it. Right, um, as I say, it's, my name's Alex, the podcaster, if you want to call it, or production guy, if you want to call, if you want to call me, call me anything. I'm not I don't get easily offended. Uh, born in Glasgow in 1967 of um, Scottish parents of Scottish heritage as well. In in the biggest birthing centre in Europe, which was Stop Hill Hospital. Um, lived in Springburn doesn't sound like it, but when I go to my accent, you'll tell in a minute, I was born in Glasgow and the <laughs> computer, that's me with my proper voice, no,
2: hello, it's all that. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello, that's me back for the tour, Billy only speaking, no, 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 to be to be real, sorry girl, sorry. Brilliant. Um, my mother and father brought the four kids up as best they could, uh, a girl and three boys and brought us down to Yorkshire in 1967, because my father was a draftsman and he worked for Hayward Williams, the, the, the window people. And they brought him down to Huddersfield to give him a, a, a job, but they basically headhunted him which in them days. We all came down with him, it was gorgeous. So I've, principally, I've had the best of both worlds. Born and raised in Glasgow, but educated and grown up or brought up in, uh, in Huddersfield. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: And we're here in sunny Lockwood today to uh, find out a bit more about you.
0: Probe into it.
1: So we're <laughs> going to start our podcast mm-hmm. with a couple of icebreaker questions oh, because right. we want to get to know you a little bit better. Right, and then we're going to get go back to your childhood, and then get a bit into a bit deeper into the story, if that's okay.
0: That's absolutely fine. Absolutely okay. fine.
1: Right. Okay. So, so random you know, first question. Question chosen completely at random with no preparation
2: whatsoever. What is something you probably should do but never will?
0: What is something I should do but probably never will? Actually, um, run for council. I've always really? wanted to, yeah. I've always wanted to um, go into council and change the way it's actually run as best I can for people, normal people who are not treated very, very well. well I think with the, the council as it is. Yeah, slight politics, not not nothing bigger than local council. But my my one of my main ambitions when I was younger was to to go into council and help people.
1: Mm, what's holding you in your back? Do it?
0: Because from experience, I've talked to people that have been councillors and said. And they've said to me of course I'll we'll vote for you Alex I like the way uh, your ideas are good you but unfortunately and I'll say this from experience this is the council speaking to me when you go in there's nothing you can do to change it once you close that door behind you you have to fit in with the way they do it there's you, you've no power really you know and, and that's why it puts me off a little bit because of a feeling yeah, but all if everybody work,
2: said that nothing would ever change I agree oh, I, I agree
0: I know I know, I know it's it's, it's still there. I mean, I'm 63 years old and I've, I'm certainly well experienced now, but I don't know. It's um, something in answer to that question, I, I would have loved to go into, not full-time, but certainly part-time politics to help people and bring fairer things.
1: Well, I think there's still an opportunity to do that.
0: Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so in, in answer to the question, up to date, that's, mm. that's, that's the thing I've, I've I'd like to have done.
2: Yeah. Well, I think maybe should revisit that, Alex, oh, and ma- make mm. the changes. I do. like do. To,
0: as you said, we're not out of time. Yeah, you know, it could happen. You know, but um, but I, I, I'm I'm happy staying busy at the moment, doing what I'm doing, so enjoyably. You know, so it would um, yeah, I I, I may visit it again. Do it. Go. Do it. Do it. Slightly. Do
1: it. Yeah. So the second question is. Hmm what's something you tried really hard to like but just couldn't
0: uh, politics <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I just I can't I thought
1: it, you were going to say some kind of food thing or oh, <laughs> really? cauliflower no. <laughs> no
0: um no it, it it follows on almost the 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 way this country is run I'm afraid is um and I'm I'm at that age where I'm getting grumpy and miserable and old and I'm upset with a lot of things because mm. I feel it's all very very unfair you know all these taxes we're paying all the time and it, it, again, and I have to say, it's politics that, that really that really winds me up, something shocking, and I shouldn't let it. That's why I come to work and get away from it all. But um, yeah, in answer to that, it's politics. Mm.
2: So talking of coming to work and getting away from it all, um, as we know, you are one of those very lucky people, or you could say you make your own luck, who gets to work at doing what their hobby is, doing something that you love. Tell us how that came about
0: good question actually, yes, well, um, when I was in school when I was very young, my sister my mother played piano, my f- sister was a great singer, she sounded very, very much like Lulu, she was so powerful voice. I used to sit and watch them both, and I was fascinated. I thought one day i I, you know, I want to be a singer i want, but I didn't realize I could sing, I didn't think I could sing, and suddenly at school they were they were we were having choir practices and they were taking me to one side, and i missing I was missing lessons because I could sing and I realised then that I could, you know, so it made me stand up and uh, and really enjoy that and I took it further and further and further, came down to England, uh, got a band together at 17, got a single, um, what
1: was your band called?
0: We were called Gatsby at that time, It's um, if you've ever heard of a band called The Kilometres, the original guitarists were Sid and Tony Ruttle,
1: no.
0: they were in the band but um, it's obviously it's quite some time ago now but did you sell many Well, records? we had we had 200 cut vinyl records mm. just to see how it went and we sold all 200 mm. with a little bit of a fan club we got going it was soft rock mm. um but then I went on t- to audition at junior showtime to go on on the on the tv program but this is what gets me when I went in to sing the song I wanted to sing it was an Eagles song uh, and they said no they, f- they found out that I was Scottish and they insisted I sing Donald Wager Your oh
1: no <laughs> you know, that's so like when simon on x-factor stops so them that's so Yeah, mad. exactly yeah
0: said, no. So no, no you're trying
1: Scottish. to push you to be something that you didn't want to be that's right and I it, donald wears your chooses. what did i say i don't know did you? oh you said donald yeah. jane says simon sorry i'm <laughs> getting yeah. confused simon wears your truces <laughs> <your> <laughs> the big waistband simon simon right. says
0: yeah so i, but I never stopped there i've formed bands um, i've been in music all my life but i also I love dialect, and I, I'm one of these people that can pick a dialect up within seconds. I can sit in a, a room in Newcastle or something and within a minute I'm talking like these people. It's incredible. I don't know where to get it from. you know. So I, I thought that my career would go down apart from on stage playing to people, which I bet I've sung to probably 3 million people over the years when you oh. add the audiences up. That's quite something to be proud of. That took me into the voice section. I wanted to do jingles, sing jingles for people. Oh. That led to production. So I started writing and producing radio commercials, got a little studio together, and then my clients were saying to me, look, you're producing great commercials, but can you buy the airtime? So I went on a little course in London, enrolled in this fantastic software, which is brilliant, brilliant piece of kit. Uh, started planning and buying production, uh, sorry, airtime all over the UK, as well as producing the commercial. So it was a one-stop shop for, for clients, and um, that was 20, 28 years ago, and I'm still at it. So, and so actually brilliant.
1: the radio in- industry has changed significantly oh absolutely because it used to just be radio one and mm. classic
0: yes oh yes
1: and, and now there's like a station for every single genre plus there there's a lot of talking stations now there not is. just yeah, music
0: absolutely yeah yeah the commercial the commercial has changed dramatic dramatically over the last um certainly the last five or six years because unfortunately the big boys, your globals and your Bauer media have come in and taken over all the little stations and this is the sad bit, they're shutting them down so they can network from one place mm-hmm. like Manchester or Leeds or Glasgow so that they're making production houses, sorry production studios redundant, they're letting all their presenters go, shutting the buildings down and forcing people to, to not have local radio anymore but things are changing again that community radio is happening and that's getting stronger and Ofcom mm. in all their wisdom has just um, announced that they're gonna introduce 121 licenses I think it is on the small-scale digital which is DAB radio which I'm looking into at the moment to bring the local feel back to radio because it's gone yeah you know it, it, it's gone you know and, and it's, it's very really quite upsetting it's, we've lost a lot of good presenters they've shut down a lot of studios and all they want and this is me being miserable I suppose but all Bauer and Global want and national advertisers or heavy regional advertisers, they don't want the local advertising. Mm. So they've priced themselves out of the market and it's such a shame. We've lost local radio in this country. But I come to work every day so happy because I can listen to music and audition things and sing and speak and and produce commercials and book airtime, I love it. Every day is a a real happy day for me.
1: And do you like sing every day?
0: Yeah, Mm hmm
1: So if you're in the studio on your own? You just like ever have a sing-song?
0: Yeah, always, constantly doing it. (laughs) What's
1: your uh, go-to genre? Uh,
0: Again, it's because of my age, Uh, we will never ever have a repeat of the 70s. For me, from 1970 to about 82, the genre was soft rock. You know, you're talking the Eagles and Steely Dan and, and Pink Floyd people like that it was it, that's my genre the, the soft rock 70s stuff it was all talented and melodic nowadays mm. it's just boom boom Rob, up your ass, band, no, or do a diary, Daniel, and all that, and it just <laughs> blows me away. That's I mean, what my sons listen yeah, to. that's oh, awful. I, I can't understand how they can get any pleasure from you, I really don't. <laughs> Bring up your knife, and to stab you as well. Dan. <laughs> you know, it's, it's. I'm sorry. What's it doing for the kids? You know, why can't we have melody?
2: <laughs> it's when you talk about music, you realise that you're turning into your parents. I found myself saying the other day. Um, well it's not like today's crap and then went oh my god I sound just like my dad <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I know exactly what yeah. you mean by that yeah I'm the same but my, my mother and father because she played piano and she was into the, uh, the the 50s and 60s swing stuff you know and that was brilliant as well I mean we can never forget that but being the age I am the 70s is takes on beating yeah you know, even from dare I mention from the likes of Gary Glitter to you know I, honestly I hate having to mention it that way but that was my genre it was, was the 70s if mm. we call it a yep. genre as such
1: who have you performed with anybody that we might know, like any famous people?
0: well, as a support act, yeah, I've been on stage with Smoky, I played at Terry Utley the best players out of Smoky his wedding We were called Gatsby, and we played at Gatsby's in Bradford, where they're from right so we played at, at Smokey Utley's uh wedding uh from that uh we did a little bit of a tour with Shudi Wade as back in uh, support act uh Liverpool Express. a lot of people might not have heard of them um.
1: I was talking about Shawaddy Waddy yesterday. Really? Playing, Under the Moon of Love? They're playing at um, <laughs> Home Firth Picture Drome. Right, okay. Soon. Yeah. And um, <laughs> my friend used to be a massive Shawaddy Waddy fan, so I sent her this thing. I said, guess who's coming to Home Firth? <laughs> and and, so, and literally, we were talking about it yesterday. How bizarre is that?
0: Brother, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Great experience, though. Absolutely great experience. What I'll never forget is the road crew of Shawadi Waddy said... Um, right you've got a little PA we've got a huge massive Sunderland Civic Hall filling type PA we'll let you use it if you give us a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of gin <laughs> so our manager had to go out and buy a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of gin then we went through their PA and it sounded fantastic but everything had to be bought in them days you know just give us a couple of bottles and you can use our PA so that's just one story of many of that, that I'll never forget the backhander and i, and I got lots well yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and i got lots and lots of girls writing to me after that not because of the drink but because
1: <laughs> drunk all the I was young case. and because
0: uh, I was young and um
1: was your wife a groupie eh? uh
0: she was actually she was very much into um into queen in particular when I when I first met her and i would lived in Jersey for four years and I came back from Jersey this is interesting um because watching printing that's my trade I went into print it wasn't always music uh and she saw me in a room one one day and she came over and said look uh, we're going to see a band tonight but the guy I'm supposed to go in with has turned up with another girl I went, right she said, well do you want to come with me? I went, well I've no mm. money <laughs> and she said, I'll pay for you and we've been together ever since that's 34 years so she Brilliant. pulled me to take me to a concert and paid for me all night and we've just never we just hit it off brilliantly she's beautiful she's an amazing woman do you pay 30, for her now? 34 <laughs> years oh, well, oh yeah she's, uh, she's alright now she's, I mean, <laughs> she's, she's just amazing she is Oh brilliant! Mm, I could tell you lots, you know, lots of music stories, in particular. But yeah, my everyday, my everyday is the people. Every time I mention it to people, they seem quite jealous that I'm in this position. And how like did you get? You just like.
2: mentioned there that you were in print, so how did you make that switch from doing that job, if you like, to doing what you love as a as a career?
0: Well, I left school at fourteen. Started work at 15 them days you could but I went mm. straight into retail into Kay's Drapers in Huddersfield town centre
1: oh gosh, I remember straight that. straight
0: into the toy department <laughs> so I, I was just Shall so I? <laughs> I went this is amazing Skeletrics set a track up across the whole floor so so I went into retail and we'd play with all these toys and everything and I thought I'll never grow up me <laughs> um, but I was always singing in the meantime doing choir things and things but then I went to my grandfather worked at the Telegraph in Glasgow as a typesetter and he used to say to me that it's a good job you'll you'll be oh you'll be good at that yeah it's a great wee job good money go to printing <laughs> so I did I went into printing became a compositor up at Rodsall Printers at Longwood that became litho uh, letterpress so it was all jobbing printing so I got into that stayed with it and it stayed with me for a long time that's why I went to Jersey and got a job like that because yeah. there were shorter printers but that's I went to Jersey after leaving the Isle of Man where I went after the single failed this girl I was seeing at the time said look take take some time out go to the Isle of Man and get a job or something for six months and I did as a hotel porter brilliant absolutely brilliant that's what everyone should do get away and things and then I met a chef over there who said ah oh, Jersey is an incredible place you know tax-free and if you like drink you know." Hmm. so I went <laughs> got a job printing <laughs> first day I arrived walked into a printer's and said any any room for a printer they went, can you print yeah start tomorrow Brilliant. So I did. Well, I didn't actually. I went out and got drunk that day and didn't start the next day because I got that drunk. So I went the day the <laughs> day later and I went. Do you still want me? They went. Please start again. Start now. You know. So, so I did. I've, I've always been in print, but music's always been my, my, my love, my passion. So I've kept the hand in, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So it was printing and then and then music.
1: But how did you get from printing to
0: here then? Um. Well, I set I set the business up. Um, I've had a couple of little businesses uh, in to do with production, but I, I set Absolute Media UK Limited up in 1999, uh, and we won um, a national contract or a, a huge national contract with Pendragon, the, the biggest motor deal in Britain. So for three years, we looked after all their airtime. I had a board of directors. It grew. The company was great. Unfortunately for me, they brought or they bought Reg Vardy and brought that in-house, and they had their own mm-hmm. marketing department within. So I lost that. So it was all eggs in one basket for me, I'm afraid, but it did keep us very, very busy. So I had to let the directors go and, but I carried on. I just couldn't stop. No, they were doing other things and I carried on passionately about about my setting it up. I wouldn't let it go. It was my baby. Mm. It always will be my baby, so to speak. So, And uh, I, I just I haven't looked back. I'm just, just running it nicely. It's happening, but the, 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 it's changing a lot. Yeah. A lot of people are still scared of radio. They still don't know what it's all about. But talking to a specialist, an independent one, it, I can relieve the concerns quite quite easily. Yeah, so it's from printing to music. It's, it was an obvious choice, you know, while I was printing I was still doing the music and I knew that once the printing had gone, I could concentrate on music and production and recording mm. and that's that's why I'm here in this lovely little studio. Yeah.
2: So you um <coughs> your main the main part of your business is about radio advertising. Yes. And obvi- podcasting of obvi- course. Obvi- yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna move on to that. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, still my yeah. thunder. Yeah. Um
0: sorry.
2: <laughs> so yeah, obviously we're here recording our podcast and you've quite um kindly agreed to be our first guinea pig. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. gonna say guest, but let's be, let's be real <laughs> about it. Um, okay. So yeah, that's a kind of another string to your bow then. How did you kind of come up with that? idea that, that, that there might be something in this podcasting malarkey and I could get involved
0: Good question, very good question actually because running on, of the, one of the bits I forgot to mention was um, I had a place at Paddock and it wasn't really kitted out for a, a proper recording studio, I had it all soundproofed in bits and things but I also used to work and I helped get off the ground Huddersfield FM, which is where we are right now, this is a building we're in it was Huddersfield FM uh, unfortunately it went, it went bust and I kept in in tune with all the guys and helping them out where I could because I worked at the station to get it off its to get up and running and as soon as I knew that the station got into trouble and it was about to close I uh, I came down to the Lockwood Rubber Club and said look can I move in well absolutely of course you can so that's how it came I moved in from paddock to here uh, and because it's kitted out as a radio station would be I thought this is absolutely ideal for anything I might want to record and okay came just recently the idea <coughs> one of my neighbours upstairs said can I have a look around your place I went why would you want to he went because we're doing things in engineering and we've got a couple of podcasts we'd like to consider and I got the biggest light zing bulb light bulb moment mm. ever once I'd come in and I recorded these people I thought the studio should be put to use Ah, uh, yeah you know it's a great little area it's a lovely little studio it's a nice place to be and and I've I printed some leaflets I've started talking to people I met Michelle at, um at the, uh, the um, centre in Huddersfield, the media centre, and just happened to click as in podcast. I'm thinking of that, and I thought, well, let's let's move on that. That's why we're here today, doing this, mm. the first one. But I can see it really taking off, because it's a perfect surroundings for that purpose. So yeah. I'm, I'm really good down. I enjoy voice, I enjoy people, and I enjoy podcasting. I think it's it's, it's the way forward. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to be a guinea pig, if you want to call it, but certainly <laughs> delighted to be part of this is going to move forward and I can sell my voice <laughs> <laughs> and presumably
2: at some point when two northern lasses become massive
1: yeah
0: and but producer not, Alex yeah. becomes yeah. a thing yeah <laughs> and then, oh, and then there'll
2: be advertising there'll be podcast
0: advertising well there, there should be actually yeah. I like the idea that something's mm. going to someone's going to pay for everything I suppose you know all along but this is more from the heart you know, I don't know, you know if I'm going to do podcasting I'm not I'm not doing it for the money yeah I'm doing it because I like making use of things, yeah. That's primarily what I'm doing with the studio. I'm making use of it,
1: as yeah. you'll hear
0: in the clarity when these go out. You know, it's, it's perfectly so.
1: So we we met at the media centre at a networking event, and that was complete coincidence. Mm. Um, a, a nice coincidence. um Do you think that moving forward you will end up doing more podcasting, or do you think it'll just sort of? blend in with the radio stuff that you're doing i mean i i can see that clearly you've got a lot to offer because we've come to you for a recording facility but actually you're so much more because you can do the voiceovers and you can help us with the intros and the outros and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um if we wanted you to do a sing-along jingle for us you could you (laughs) could do it so you actually so much more than what it says on the tin oh right um yeah um, i I mean i see that podcasting is just exploding now
0: absolutely Absolutely. just
1: on my own consumption of podcasts and also just people that are around me that are just getting into it now and
0: it's growing at hmm. a, a, a tremendous incredible rate in particular in the United States you're talking millions upon millions of people are, are recording and downloading podcasts
1: oh Jane and I hmm. listened to one last week um what's it called Jordan
2: something or other
1: well it's only the most <laughs> biggest podcast <laughs> influencer in the world and we can't remember his name Um But he's like, his podcast gets downloaded in the the millions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's in America, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I mean, if we could get 10, it'd be good, wouldn't it? (laughs) We've got to start start somewhere, (laughs) haven't we? We have
0: got to start somewhere. But I, sorry to interrupt there if if I have Michelle, what I also like is uh, these guys upstairs at the engineering company that mentioned it, they're, they're using these as well for like a white paper. What a fantastic way of recording something where somebody's going to a meeting. Uh, and they haven't time to read all these documents record it and they can put it on on the train or on the bike perfect you know you you listen to somebody telling you something rather than having to read it and it's you can do other things it's like an e-learning
1: type platform in that scenario and actually what one of our objectives around doing this podcast is that we can learn from each other and help other people and you know find inspiration from somebody's story you know you know your story is really interesting in terms of where you've come from and <laughs> coming out of lessons in school i mean
0: yeah i mean that, that was every, every child's dream yeah <laughs> Me, i was in the choir yeah, hand I mean, went <laughs> up and everybody's going i want my hand to go up because if you didn't like maths you were taken out of it yeah to brilliant. sing yeah. so i was in the element of uh, it's 11. also
1: just such a lovely skill to have i mean yeah. i can't sing at all I, I don't even really sing in the car or anything like that <laughs> i just i don't stop singing
0: yeah
2: I, I can I, you sing? I can hold a note. I'm not gonna Don't ask me.
1: I um, can hold a twenty note. <laughs> we could do a duet. But I um <laughs> yeah I you could sing on our um jingle. No.
2: I'm not going to. But yeah, I I um, have this thing if you say something to me, in my head it will become a song. So, you know, something really random and then I'll have that song stuck in my head all day and I'll be like why the yeah. hell have I got that song I in my head?" That. and then I'll think back and it's I've not heard the song it's just somebody's said maybe two words out of one line in that song and it's immediately made me think of the song so I think I was like maybe born to live in a musical you know where they just break into a song for no apparent reason <laughs> I only, no Jane I honestly, I honestly show, think
0: you are that's part of the skill that you that you will deliver from within a marketing thing Yeah, that, that they go so hand in hand yeah that creative, that, that how you take something in and, and manipulate it almost, or yeah, characterize it almost. how whatever. you perceive
2: exactly, things and how you yeah. tell so a story.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's right. in, your, in your, that sees you well in the mm. marketing perspective, mm. really, does I find? Definitely.
1: So, uh, we, Jane and I were talking about this last week that if you had to have a theme tune, what would your theme tune be? and and it could be a moment in time thing i don't know somebody had suggested it to us that they always have a theme tune going on at that time and and mine was um thank you by dido and you thought it was a bit i said that's really dull (laughs) and i was like well oh just it's quite inspiring and you know lots of people have helped me particularly recently you know with the business and just just giving for nothing I just thought, oh, that's, that's my tune at the moment, so it might be a bit sad, but anyway, what's yours?
0: <laughs> Funny you should mention this, I think I have two actually, and it's it's to do with the last, the last time Rick Fry and I performed on stage, we formed a duo called Bandits at Two O'Clock and our theme tune was our opening one and our closing one, which was Call Me Al by Paul Simon and the finished one was Ghostbusters and I used to wear a rucksack on my back, you know, <laughs> not the. I love to go. I wonder. Not anything like that. Better. But everybody, everyone, Balls- people still stop me in the street now. People still stop me in the street now and go, Ghostbusters. They don't coming in. <laughs> ghostbusters, where's your rucksack? They do. And how that came. Singers a bit of that. What Ghostbusters? Oh, it's, well. Okay. I can Something strange in your neighbor- Oh, that's it. It's not yeah. really
1: an acapella cappella type. Song, <laughs> not isn't really. That? No, it's no. It's you've
0: got to have it. It's full. Of yeah, I know it now. No. Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, well, if you knew it, you'd it'd automatically recognise it. But yeah, that's our theme tune. Brilliant. Call me, Simon. call me Al, Paul Simon and Ghostbusters. And what's yours,
2: Jane? I've no idea. There's too many. Yeah. I don't even have a favourite type of music. I can literally... I'll listen to country one minute, 90s rave music the next minute and something that I can sing along to. My... Um, itunes is so random
1: mine is clive um, always complains if we if we have a gathering or something I put, I go, don't put yours on no we can't have mine on <laughs> <laughs> i mean
2: <laughs> my husband's got really he, he loves country music um, bit of dolly and yeah and he forces it on everybody <laughs> <laughs> so we're a bit like you can't really you know not everybody likes it i get it i like it um, but you know some people are like oh god let's not go to their house because <laughs> he's going to put his bloody country music on again oh, <laughs> but then mine is so random and because I've done um, I've I've performed in some pantomimes and the way I used to learn the songs is to put them on my why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> did you not know that? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah and the way I used to learn the song is by downloading it and listening to it in the car so every now and then, like some really random song, like Teddy Bear's Picnic or yeah. something, can come on because they're all just on my phone, and I'm really rubbish at putting playlists together. What <laughs>
1: character did you play? I've <laughs> lots. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is quite recent.
0: Oh, it's, oh, this was this was one of the <laughs> you're talking about when oh, you were
2: sixteen? No, I'm talking about when I were thirty eight in like a theater company so there used to be uh, in Scarmanhor where I live, there used to be a um I can't remember what it's called now it's a, it's kind of a church Panton it had been going for years and years and years and they needed new blood basically mm. um there was a lot of the ladies that were in it were getting quite elderly and some were um having to stop doing it um and a friend of mine Claire. She was in it, so she's in the kind of the, the church kind of scene. Um and every time I got drunk with Claire, I'd go, I could do that, I could certainly that. <laughs> Audition me. And then so so this you say went, some things when you've had a this drink. went on for about three years. Um and Claire's one of my neighbours, and then this one year she just knocked on my door and went, Here's the script, you're in it. <laughs>
0: and then I was like oh
2: my god what and then I sat with Ben and it it was one of those things that was like if you don't do it, Ben's my husband if you don't do it you're never going to know if you can. Did you like it? Um, Initially I hated it but after after the first night that I didn't enjoy the first night and then I had a little word with myself and said Jen you're doing this for fun (laughs) (laughs) you're doing it because it's a laugh so if you go on nervous and don't enjoy it what is the point of that Mm. so that's what I used to tell myself every time Then so I went from being in the chorus that time, a couple of times and then somebody dropped out and they persuaded me to take on a, a role which was the jester just like I'm the Joker. Who would have thought? I just why do I think that suits her? Uh, me, Anna. I, I, can, to some degree, I can see Everyone it. Like, you play
1: such a good character, mate. Did you me? have one of those hats with <laughs> bells yeah. on? Yeah, oh, I can picture it out. <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah. Can we bring a
2: photograph next time? No, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've got any. But then I went to do um, after the Panther. I, I then played the Prince's like best mate for a couple of years. Um, it was always the same two people who happens to be Claire my neighbour Um, who played the lead two roles Um, but then I kind of went and did a serious one with another group of people so I did um, I auditioned for Annie and there's a role called Star to Be. it's not on the film, so you might not
0: recognize it unless well, you've seen it. Ben, day, ben so like that then, a bit of country or, you know, the, the, the Annie type thing, I'm sure Ben would. I don't will... even think I gets to watch it. Really? brilliant. <laughs> <it's really laughs> no, the music <laughs> couldn't even join in then.
2: Brilliant. <laughs> I love
1: it.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, it's, really, it's one of them. If, you, if there's something you sh- think you should do, just bloody do it what's you've got an answer, is yeah. that to
0: lose yeah So we didn't know this michelle about no it, i know, I know. Um, we, we didn't know this about <laughs> i don't it. know yeah. if i can delete the image
1: of the jester <laughs> 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 or joke or whatever <laughs> um have you any done any theater type stuff
0: uh i played yes i played in the king and i from school you know because only because i could sing a bit and then wanted to in in the
1: more yep. in
0: the chorus line rather than role not role play but Playing the role of an actor or anything, I've never done that, now. but a lot of people have said I should have done. You know, I should have done because it looked like, uh, what do you call him? I mean, the, him that got, oh, I've forgotten his name, Michael Barrymore, that's it. People say look look a bit like. You do? Michael. <laughs> Thank God this isn't visual. Walk <laughs> oh, the Beck! Walk yeah, oh, oh, the Beck! <laughs> so people say you should, you, there's something there, you could have been a cannon and ball, sort of thing, because I've always, I do like my comedy as well. Good. You know, so good. the entertainment side goes with that.
1: What about you? Oh no, I've never done anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> if she has, she, she's not going to tell us. No, not at this, that. not yeah. at this session. No, anyway. I've not. I've not done. I've not done anything like that. No, not even at I'm, school. Um, I mean, I was in stuff at school. Back row. Mm, See, I wasn't right, at yeah. school. You know. I was
2: always the bloody narrator.
1: Um, not good. Right. But only up until about ten. I don't really recall being in anything after that. And you have to do stuff up, up to that age, don't you? Yes. But it's not. I'm. I'm not really that sort of kind of creative person. Yeah,
0: mm. But so if anyway. it was put in front of you, you said no, it's not for me. I just want my dog. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> more of an outdoors person. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Good. So should we uh, call that a wrap?
0: Yes, that was a uh, fully enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Should we finish you, with Alex. one last question? Absolutely. Why not? From the random thing. From the random.
1: Ooh. What's the last book you couldn't put down? I don't read. Oh. At all?
0: No. Nope. I read to learn. I cannot read anything that doesn't. I can't learn from. I don't read fiction. I've never read a book in my life. How strange is that?
1: Well, oh. that's a conversation stopper. It is isn't I
0: don't read. I only <laughs> read to learn. I don't read for pleasure at all.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And yet, my beautiful lady, she ran a bookshop. Oh. You know, so, I mean, so... No, no, I've never, never, I've never, I've picked a book up once, but I never finished it. It was oh, called I Fluke. Can't, can't imagine
1: a life without books. No, I love books. No. I love books. No, mm. if,
0: if I can't see it, I don't believe it.
1: Hmm.
0: I suppose, yeah.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's an, another subject, that, because yeah. I mm. can't stand to watch a film if I've, if I've read the book. No, me neither. Because, because no, it's it, yeah. never as I imagined exactly. it. Exactly. And, and the book's it, always better. It's always better in my head.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard a lot of people, Evelyn as well, I've heard a lot of people say that similarly, but how would I know if, if I've never read? Mm-hmm. I can, of course, I can read, but I, I only read to learn. I don't read for pleasure.
2: Well, each to their own, but yeah, that's a nice ending. Isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs>
2: Cheers for that. i sure
0: you make that one. That's, an, that's a very interesting ending. We could have gone on for 10 minutes with that one, but dead. That's it, dead. I don't read books <laughs> for pleasure, certainly All not right. fiction. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you for letting
2: (laughs) us practice on you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, if it needs to be broadcast, it, it can be, can't
2: it? Yeah,
0: sure. I'll go and switch it off.